0: I came to Minnesota, very enthusiastic, idealistic, young, impatient, (coughs) because I was very excited about teaching, and, and helping, and reaching out, and so on and so forth. I get a phone call from a high school girl who says... We're discussing intermarriage in our class. We had a a priest come and speak about the Catholic view. There was a minister spoke about the Protestant view, but there are Jews in the class and we would like to have the Jewish view. So would you come? This is 1971. This girl never saw me. I never saw her. She looked it up in the phone book a rabbi. That's it. She wants a rabbi So, of course, I was very excited. This is my first speaking engagement On a very significant subject I'm, I'm there. I'm in I'm into it the day comes for the uh, appointment and I was trying to decide what to wear Men also have that problem, don't they? <laughs> I'm going to speak to a high school. So what am I going to wear, a three-piece suit? A tuxedo? Nah. So I got a leather jacket. And I, I went off to the class. This is in a suburb of Minneapolis. Really urban. I mean, Rural so rural that in the warm months two of them (laughs) some of the kids come to school on horseback so we're talking out there two thousand students in the school four of them are jewish and two of the four are in this class two girls i walk into the classroom and my heart stops. The priest is there, and the minister is there. No, this is not a joke. (laughs) I had misunderstood. They didn't already speak, they both had agreed to speak, but it was gonna be a panel. Had I known, I would have refused. Because it's against our policy. We don't sit on interfaith panels. But I I was already in the room. So here I'm feeling really, really guilty. My first event, and I already blew it. They find out that I'm doing this. I'll get fired. That's it. It's all over. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really very distraught about it. To make matters worse, the teacher comes over and says, we only have 45 minutes. Each of you will speak for five minutes. To speak for five minutes, you've got to prepare. I hadn't prepared. I never speak for five minutes. <laughs> this is getting increasingly disturbing. Now, for some reason, see, I was shocked to see them there because I didn't expect them to be there. They did expect a rabbi. And yet, for some reason, when I walked in, they were a little shocked. They never saw a rabbi. Yeah. So this this appearance, the beard with that, with that, with the leather jacket. (laughs) And they're both old enough to be my father. They asked me if I want to speak first. They don't know what to do with me. You want to sit, you want to stand, you want to... Well, what do you want to do? And I said, no, 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 you, you, you go first because I'm really upset. The priest spoke for about five minutes and he said, you're not allowed to intermarry. If you intermarry, the church cannot recognize the marriage. But if you do, raise the children Catholic to save their soul. About five minutes. Then the minister spoke. He said, marriages are difficult. The divorce rate is going up. This is 1970. Can you imagine? They were already nervous back then. Uh, So it's difficult. The last thing you need to do is add another tension and another... By marrying somebody from a different faith, it's not going to work. About five minutes. Now I have to get up. I stand there in front of the classroom, and I'm completely paralyzed. I'm panicked, panicked. This is wrong. I don't belong here. This is a disaster. (laughs) But I have to say something. So if you've never had the experience, let me tell you what this is like. My brain is numb. I cannot think of a single thing to say. But there are 40 students looking at me with their mouth open like, got to say something so what happens this is this is a lesson in in, uh, human nature what happens is you have to speak so your mouth starts to talk and your brain is thinking where are you going (laughs) what are you saying So I said, I don't understand why we're talking about intermarriage. For, this is this is the 70s. Nobody bothers getting married anymore. You live together. You like it. You stay. You don't. You quit. These kids never saw a rabbi before. <laughs> the look on their faces. That's a rabbi. The priest got upset and he interrupts and he says, that's living in sin. You're not allowed to do that. I said, that's what people are doing. So what's the difference whether it's inter or not inter? There's no marriage. No more marriage. Cover story, Time Magazine said, marriage is passé. It was the 70s. These very polite kids respectfully try to convince me that you have to get married. One boy says, I can't remember all of them, but one boy says, human beings are not meant to live alone. You need companionship. I said, fine. One companionship, two companionship, all you want. (laughs) But why marriage? A girl says, "When when I graduate, I will want to find somebody to support me. I said, why are you going to school? Get good grades, support yourself. One after the other, they're giving me arguments in favor of marriage, and I'm just dismissing them because I don't know what to say. So I'm just stalling. I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Finally, one girl says, you know, when you have a baby, the baby should have a mother and a father. I'm completely out of control. I said, have babies? Nobody has babies anymore. Haven't you heard of birth control? The priest got upset. And he interrupts. And he says, that's unnatural. It's forbidden. And so 25 minutes later, The students, and the, the two Jewish girls are cracking up. They can't, they can't stop laughing. And the other girls are like, what's funny? <laughs> 25 minutes later, the students say, so, so why do we get married? So I said, the only reason I know is because God told Adam and Eve to get married, to be monogamous. And since then, with very few exceptions all over the world, people get married because it's the way we heard it should be, so we marry. And then I thought of something to say. I'm slow, but I get there. I said, that's why you should not intermarry. Because the whole reason for marrying is to live the way God wants. So don't marry somebody he doesn't want. Either do it or don't do it. But you can't make a Seder on Pesach night and serve bread. You don't want to make a Seder, fine. The bell rings, class is over. Before I could turn around, the priest is gone. Out the door. The minister, I tell you, is old enough to be my father, says very, very seriously, can I walk you out to the car? And I thought, oh, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's offended. He's going I, I don't know. I don't, I'm... We're walking down this long corridor, you know, a high school building with the, with the lockers on both sides. And he's not saying anything. Like, lost in thought. Finally, after making me very nervous, finally he says... What, what you were saying there in the classroom, is that from the Old Testament? I said, it's the only one I've read. He says, you know, we spend much too much time with the New Testament. Who was I to argue? So we became friends. From time to time, he calls me with questions and so on. But the punchline of the story is, why do we get married? In the 21st century. Only because it's a divine idea. It's not a human invention. It's not even a good idea. I see you know what I mean. (laughs) It's not a good idea. It's a ridiculous idea. But it has divine holiness. It has a divine purpose. It's a reflection of the divine. God marries us cosmically. We get married individually, personally. Partner with Rabbi Friedman. Visit itsgoodtoknow.org forward slash support.